When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Women in Leadership Podcast, featuring success insights from women around the globe. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast, brought to you by the Influence Alliance, the business building community for coaches and consultants who want to build a profitable and scalable business they love. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, my guest today says, don't let fear erode your confidence, rather let it ignite your curiosity. And joining me on today's show is Ari Bly. Ari, she spent 25 years in a successful actuarial career working in both consulting firms and health insurance companies. Now, today, Ari is an alignment coach. She owns her own business and she's helping others to lead and succeed by identifying and navigating their unique skill set, their values and their strengths. So important. Now, on today's show, Ari is going to share finding more sustainable success by helping you navigate intentionally through your alignment with your skills your strengths and your values. Leading others and yourself is a dynamic process since we are all continually learning, growing and evolving. And she's also going to speak about it is possible to approach alignment analytically. There we go. Welcome to the show, Ari. Thank you very much, Anne-Marie. Happy to be here. Oh, look, I love everything that we're going to be talking about today because I think it's so relevant for many uh, women who may be transitioning out of corporate life and now navigating how they're going to start up their own businesses. And I know that you've done that going from your corporate career in a couple of different industries and now owning your own business. And one of the things that I think is so important, you're going to dive in deeper today, is what are our skill sets? What are our unique strengths and our core values. Take us back to that time where you started to think of of making a change. Was it something that uh, you decided uh, had been considering for a while or was it that circumstances brought that idea forward? What was it for you, Ari? That's a great question. And it it was a fairly gradual process. Um, It started probably a few years before I actually made the switch. And I started just realizing that there wasn't as much color in my days. Like it just felt like I was in a routine and everything was black and white because I had been there, done that. I was still successful, but it just wasn't as vibrant as it used to be at the beginning of my career. And I thought, okay, am I doing something wrong? <laughs> why is why is it different? And I really started to being an analytically minded person. I started to gather the facts and I, I actually spent a few weeks tracking my time and looking at what I was doing each day and whether what I was doing was energizing me, whether it was engaging me, whether it was kind of slowing me down. And when I started after that two weeks to look back, 
I could see some of the patterns emerging of, wow, I was in a very technical career. You know, it's a, actuarial science is a lot of analyzing data and really putting together stories and helping, um, you know, put together the information to act on based on a lot of data. But where I was really finding that I was energized now was in the people relationships. It was in helping others get started in their career and helping them find the footing for their next stage of their career. And it was interesting to me that I hadn't realized that that became a part of who I was. I had kind of evolved into it throughout my career because I was a leader. And I guess I never recognized until I stepped back and looked at the data that that was who I was. So interesting. Yeah. So what I did with that then was I started to think, okay, if this is who I am now, how do I act on that? How do I navigate into that? And I made small changes at first, talking to our, our leadership team, our principal team and saying, look, here's where I really love to spend my time. How can I do more of that? And we came up with a solution where I could get trained as a coach and really help our HR side with developing people and working with teams that needed a little bit more help. And I was able to pull some of that into my days. And that made a huge difference, just a small shift, but a huge difference in the color and how I showed up at work. I was still doing some of the analytical work, but I was offsetting it with the energizing piece that I needed. That's uh, fascinating for a couple of reasons. And I love that you've shared that. Thank you. Because sometimes, you know, when we're in a workplace and we're, we're, we're performing a role, we're in a role that we've had for many years and we've really enjoyed, something shifts. And often what can shift is that leadership changes, the focus of the business changes, and therefore what we were doing previously may not necessarily be what we're doing now. The environments change. But in your instance, you'd started to recognize the more people aspects of that. And uh, it wasn't anything that necessarily changed other than maybe you'd realize through some of those activities that this was something that you've enjoyed. I love that because so often we can recognize, we know that something's wrong, but we don't take the time to step back and analyze that. For someone who's mm-hmm. listening today and, and recognizing themselves in your story, Ari, and thinking, well, stack, taking a step back, that sounds great. Because you've got an analytical mind and skill set, you probably were able to come up with some questions. What would be something, maybe the top three questions that you asked yourself that you can share with others who may see themselves in exactly the same situation? What would that be, the ones that were really helpful for you? Yeah, so the the key ones, first of all, what am I afraid of? What am What is my fear here? Because a lot of times what I was scared of, what I was hesitating to do was highlighting something that I could learn, some skill set that I could build on. And when I looked at it that way, it it looked more like an opportunity than something to shy away from. Um, And and I understood then that there was that the two different sides of it, you know, your fears kind of offset your skills. Um, And that's the second one is kind of similar. Where do I keep bumping up against the same conflicts, the same frictions? So, you know, a lot of times, especially in consulting and in trying to, you know, be a rainmaker and and bring in business, when I started doing that, I was 
approaching it the way I had seen a lot of other people do it with more of the cold calling. I never got good at that. And it was always a struggle. And when I started to look at that friction, I realized because it's very much opposite of some of the core values that I was holding true, which was connection with people and having that relationship. So going through the cold calling was not the right approach. And once I recognized that, I could find an approach to get to the same end that met with my values. You know, as you're sharing that, I'm smiling on the inside and and obviously now because, you know, sharing that, uh, I had an aha moment myself. You know, it's finding a way that fits with your values, your style and your approach. And I've I've shared this a couple of times because it's something that I've recognised for years in business we all are told it's so important to go networking. But as an introvert, I mean, I'm an extroverted introvert, put me in front of a microphone and I'm on. But put me in, in, in a group of people who I don't really know, it's like, oh, you know, because I love conversations. Not that extroverts don't have conversations, but it's different, isn't it, as an introvert. However, when we all went into lockdown, I realised, well, I'm going to actually, I, I did the, op- I tend to do the opposite. It's, it's just something that's just part of me. I always do the opposite. I thought, I'm going to do more networking now. But because I did that intentionally, I found a way that just fits and it's become mm-hmm. a habit. And today I was typing up and, do, and I think, I'm actually doing what I what I wanted to do years ago. I just found the flow. And that's, I think, what you just said beautifully. You found the way in which it just fit for you. And so often we look at what others are doing and we expect that that hat's going to fit our head. But no, you've got to change that up a little bit, don't you, to find, well, what actually fits with me and then I'm going to do consistently. Otherwise, we just don't do it. Yes? Right. Yeah, because we think we see the success that other people have and the path that they took to get there. And we're like, if I can just do what they did, I'll get the same success. I'll get the same thing. But we forget that they have a different core set of skills and values and things that are operating within them. And we're never going to be able to replicate what they did. And I think it also helped that in some of the companies I was in, I was aware of the spectrum of individuals and skills that you could see, you know, actuaries are very notorious for being introverts and staring at their shoes when they're talking to someone else. But there were some that were very much the extroverts and they love to be out there making cold calls and, and connecting with people, you know, 10 people in a week. And then there were the other ones who just wanted to go deep with their one core client and see what else they could do with it. And the success was there for both of them because they were able to lean into those. And I know this, this some of the things that you've shared already beautifully uh, aligns with one of the areas that you want to speak about. And we, we can dive a little bit deeper into this where you say, you know, finding more sustainable success, which is obviously sustainable is what's unique to us and what fits for us by navigating intentionally through your alignment with skills, strengths and values. Now, there's something interesting in that. And I'd love to pull this apart because I'm sure we've all heard it's so beneficial for us to identify our skills, our strengths and our values. But what's also important, and this is what you say here, we need to align those three areas. Share some of the insights you learned in this. Yeah, what I found, and a lot of it came from understanding where my energy audit, if you will, pointed me to was there are activities fill me up that give me the energy. And when I do those in a day, 
I have that energy to push through some of the trickier things that that aren't as energizing, but that are important in the business. And I, I find that definitely as a business owner now myself, I know there are things that have to be done. And right now, you know, maybe I'm at a stage where I have to be the one that does it, but I know how to energize myself and I know how to weave in the elements that that will keep me going so that I don't find myself drained so much. And that sustainability is really in understanding how to either take the the intentional path to the end goal that you want that takes you through that high energy area or making sure that you've prepared yourself and you can get through quickly. You know that you're not going to really be in alignment for this one part of the project, but you can put a time limit to it, set the boundaries and push through knowing in that, that that is where you are not intended to stay, but you are going to go through it because you have to. Yes. So it's, it's really in, in managing that. And I am, I've designed kind of a matrix that kind of shows me where my fears are, where my frictions are, where my values are so that I can even go into a challenge and say, okay, I know what frictions I have to look out for. I know what the challenges are going to be. And I know what I need to learn. And I also know what current skills I have that I can use. And I know how to be aware of, you know, where my values play in. And if I can keep that mindset of, okay, I'm doing this because I'm collaborating with someone and that's important to me. I can, I can be in the right mindset to keep that energy going. Energy is so important. And yeah. what we're talking about energy, uh, I'm sure, and, and correct me if you've got a bit of a different approach. It's, it's kind of the, if we're feeling that we've got energy to commit to our work. For instance, I know that if I spend too much time uh, speaking with people, like associating with people, that drains our energy as an introvert. And I jokingly say to people, even my my, my husband, when he comes home, I've reached my word quota for the day. <laughs> so I'm just going to give you like, you know, and he knows right. it know that and so we need to know that don't we because and what you just shared is so important and I think so many people may not recognize that how we map out our days how we map out our weeks can either allow us to restore our energy or drain us so I know that if I'm doing podcast interviews or what whatever it might be especially a workshop for half a day or even a day I do not book into my calendar the next day to have appointments because mm -hmm. I just won't be able to put two words together I need to recoup my energy and that's kind of recognizing I'm sure when you've plotted out this beautiful map, um, you're able to identify that and make decisions accordingly that fits with you. Yes? Yes, definitely. And it's, it's funny because I'm also an introvert, but I know like when I'm coaching someone, that brings me energy, even though it is, you know, interacting with someone, but just helping them to move forward. That's because of my inner value of, you know, helping people and helping others grow that's being fed so much that it offsets, you know, my, my using words all the time. Yes. But it's also, you know, if I'm out there doing more networking and, and having more calls, then I know that's going to be draining, even though it's still, you know, one-on-one -on -one sometimes, but it's a different capacity and just recognizing why that is and, and that it is a fact. That's, yeah. that's just who we are. We can't 
change that as readily. So if we can learn those facts about ourselves and then operate within them, that's when we really start to find that sustainability. Yeah. And I think as women, what we can often do is we admire and sometimes cover a little bit, envy a little bit, some of those other, you know, gifts and strengths and skills. And, you know, there may be certain areas that we can train and it may be a technique or a process that we can learn, but when it really fits in with the kind of style and approach. I mean, there's certain things that I would admire. You know, there's some women that are so driven and so courageous that I remember putting on one of my, you know, years ago, I want to be more courageous. But someone said to me, I want to be courageous as you to get on screen and do podcast interviews. And I'm thinking that is so easy. But, you know, and, and what happens is we don't let our admiration for others diminish what is unique for us, because I'm sure we could all compare a list of, you know, things that we would love to, to have. But yeah. That diminishes, doesn't it, what we bring to the table. And every single one of us, I challenge anyone today, you know, so many, oh, I don't have any gifts and skills, you know, those kind of things. You do. You may be just not recognizing them, yes? Right. And two thoughts come up there. One is we don't recognize them because sometimes we don't learn them intentionally. It's not something we learned from a book or from a course, or it's something that we picked up along the way sometimes. So until you can step back and really go, wow, I didn't realize I had this. You're not going to be aware of it. And secondly, when you said, you know, this is just something that comes easy to me, that diminishes the value to ourselves. But I am just started a new book, um, Effortless by Greg McKeown. And it's all about, you know, it. you don't have to work hard to succeed. Sometimes you can lean into where you are meant to be going <laughs> and using those skills And it is effortless because that's who you are. And when you start recognizing that, when you start listening closely to the things that people come to you for or the compliments that you get, the ones that could just kind of stick with you and you're like, yeah, I like that they like that about me. You you start to recognize some of the things that other people see in you that you're like, oh, that was that's nothing. But it is something and it is something important that you can do effortlessly. I love that. And something else I'm reminded of too, in, especially in situations where you are learning a new skill, I love the technique of act as if you are already. And for, for instance, just the other day, I decided I'm going to get over myself and no longer say, I hate doing reels. I'm, I'm never going to point. Well, guess what I'm pointing? I don't think I'm ever going to dance though on a, on a reel. But I say that because I kind of acted as if was doing that. And it wasn't draining me of my energy because I kind of like doing that. It's short, concise. And so I think as you said, so beautifully reminded us of the importance of recognize what drains energy, what restores energy, because if it if it very much works against how you were created, if, if you will, it will most likely drain. But recognize the things that maybe you can do t- as well. You just need to step out in a little bit more courage rather than the confidence to do that because confidence yeah. will often come through repetitive. Have you found that to be true too in your business? Yes, definitely. The more you can do it, the more you've, you've shown yourself capable and then it's easier. The fear doesn't slow you down as much. You don't hesitate and tighten up when you're facing that stage. You're ready to relax and just do it because you've done it before. But those first few times can be tricky. 
Yeah, they definitely can. You know what? I think sometimes that nervousness, you would not want that to go away because then, and I love the way that you described it. You, when you shared your story, you said, I noticed that there was just not as much color. You know, and I almost think that butterfly in our tummies or whatever in our gut, when that colour, that kind of that that excitement, because excitement can also be the same as fear, the, the physiological yeah. um, aspects of uh, how it shows up for us. I love that you want to share a little bit more about leading others and yourself as a dynamic process since we're all continually learning, growing and evolving. How often as women leaders in our own business, in corporate, even in the household, we expect that we have to know it all but in actual fact we don't I mean how boring would that be if we do it all and we would never have the opportunity to learn and grow share a little bit more about this yeah well it's it definitely looking back at who I've been at various stages in my life I am not the same person I was and it happens so gradually we don't recognize the change that has happened I mean think about you know when you see a distant cousin, you know, four years later, you're like, wow, how did you, you know, now you're doing this job and you were doing that and what happened in between? And they may not have even recognized the shift in themselves. But um, so it's, it's being able to recognize that that evolution is taking place all the time. And a lot of it even has to do, you know, as women, we go through phases where, you know, we're starting our careers and we're much more, I know I was much more of a go-getter early on. And then after I got married and started having kids, I was like, okay, now I have different dynamic to balance here. I still want to succeed, but success is different. My definition changed. And then you start shifting into the, you know, later careers. And what I explained earlier, where I realized that my energy source had changed, even though, you know, I'm still an actuary, but my focus is now on people, not numbers. So that dynamic process is something we need to, to keep track of and recognizing also as leaders, our teams are on similar paths, you know, for themselves of changing what their skill sets are and what their values are are and what the strengths are. And if we can help them see where they fit and give them the opportunity, ask them occasionally, hey, what would you like to try? What looks interesting to you? Where do you think you might go next? Instead of just focusing on the the here and now, help them see what might be next and think about what skills they don't have that they might want or what skills they have that they haven't been able to use. So good. And and it reminds us of the importance, particularly in smaller business, um, where you have team members where you're encouraging to learn and develop. And I can't remember the term that someone mentioned, but they said that's what they try and do is to encourage their team members to try out roles of others. And they said they have that this multi-trained, if you will, I'm just going to use that, a workforce so that if one team member, because smaller businesses, we yes. have, you know, the the the, the ground or the, the teams to be able to, lots of teams, but having a multi-talented team and being able to step in if someone is away or someone has additional work or projects that someone can step alongside and just take the load off a little bit. But it helps evolve and grow because I I, I found this to be true and I'd love your um, 
kind of for feedback on this, years when I was, this is many years, decades actually, when I was um, still in high school, I, I said to myself, I will never go into an office, never. I mean, I came from a, I'm adopted, but I know my biological parents were teachers and I was adopted into a family of teachers from professor right down to um, kindergarten. But I fell off my horse and I was concussed. And because of that accident, I ended up doing some part-time work because I was going to go to night school. But um, my mother said, well, look, you can start working. And I started in an office and I took two and I had taken at school two subjects as kind of fallback subjects, accounting and secretarial practice. But I tell you, when I got into that office, I loved it. I had my desk, my stationery, my pens. <laughs> it was just like, you know, I was at home, but I had thought, I'd assumed that I wouldn't like it. Mm-hmm. So Experiences that we have may just open up whole doorways and opportunities that we may have thought we wouldn't enjoy. Has that been something that you've experienced? Very much so. And I think it's um, the value in experimenting and giving yourself the permission to experiment is huge because we don't always know. There's so many things that I've never tried Maybe I will get a chance to try them. My, one of my mottos is I'll try anything once. You know, I want to see if I like it before I say, no, I'll never do that. I, because never is a, I've said it many times and I've regretted saying it many times because, you know, I, I think I, I was a very, like we said earlier, I was very introverted. I still am, but I used to be very, very shy also. And as a child, I would never even willingly order french fries at a fast food restaurant because i had to talk to someone else oh really even though that's their job and they're there to take my order <laughs> I, would, I was so shy i wouldn't do it but now i find that i really enjoy talking to people and standing even on stages and i'm like there was a time when i said i would never be a public speaker i would never do that but now i find that that actually is something i like and i gave myself permission to kind of dabble a little bit and see what I see whether I like it and it's you can surprise yourself oh you absolutely can you absolutely can and then you enjoy it I mean how many people as you said fear of speaking is just so it's so prevalent across you know across genders it does not just Mm -hmm. you know to a certain gender men and women um but across the board however the amount of conversations i've had with people who are similar to you have said i I never i've always said i'd never do this and that but then they're on stages they're doing live streams they're speaking you know uh, and sharing their message around the globe so that's right never say never it's almost like there's little somethings around the place who's just said never well we're just gonna it's like when I did a vision board years ago and I reckon everything that I had on the board, the opposite happens. I thought, well, I'm not doing that again anyway. Yeah. Hold on, no. but let's talk about before we uh, finish the show, you say it is possible to approach alignment analytically. Share a little bit more here. Yeah, so that's funny because now, you know, everyone, you hear people, you know, you're getting in touch with your gut and you're you're listening. You know, I, I do meditate and I do try and listen, but I think there's some disconnect because I don't always hear clear messages mm. from from my body, from the universe, from wherever. But when I started to say, okay, I'm smart. I know how to look at data. I know how to look for patterns. I was able to take that step. And I know there's other people like me who they're just very 
facts oriented and and there are facts about us that we can uncover and start looking at. We don't have to wait for the answer to come to us from some other source. We can go out and look for the information, put the story together, and then have that map for us to use to navigate our own truths. You know, this, it's that's such a, an incredible insight that you just shared there because, you know, so often we forget or negate, that's probably a better word to use, we negate the journey, that curiosity, and that beautifully ties back to what we said, you, one of your quotes, don't let fear erode your confidence, rather let it ignite your curiosity. Curiosity for me is one of my core values I'm curious yeah. about people. You know, some people might call me a bit of a nosy Parker, but, but I love the, I like you know, listening and watching those documentaries where people do their jobs, you know, the behind the scenes, those kind of things, because it's curious. And why, why is that? And I think once we stop being curious, it doesn't give us an opportunity to learn, grow, develop, change, you know, challenge some of the status quos in our own life, the beliefs, the labels that others or maybe we've put on, on ourselves. And so for you, what you've just said is, is to be curious, take the step. You may not know the answer, but I tell you what, taking that one step is going to get you one step closer to knowing whether it's a yes or no, or do I have to find out what's some questions that I ask. But so often we sit and we wait for the confidence or we wait for the answer to suddenly all of a sudden, right. these big flashing lights, here is the answer. Let's take the step. Let's follow mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the breadcrumbs, so to speak. Right. And what, what I found also is you follow the breadcrumbs three steps in one direction, and all of a sudden you've got new opportunities. You've got new options. You're like, oh, I didn't know that was around the corner here. Now I can go that way two more steps. And until you are willing to see what's around that next corner or what is the perspective from a different angle you're not going to continue your path yeah yeah and before you know it you're jumping out of those you know the, the airplane and put the parachute right. <laughs> isn't it exactly that that is you just throw caution to the air and you will find the answers that you're looking for often in, in those situations um yeah. probably you, you find that it's it's um you know um, strategized risk taking there's always going to be that kind of element isn't it there's always yeah. going to be a little bit of balance but um yeah it keeps life interesting i have loved to conversation Ari thank you for coming on the show and and sharing because as I mentioned there may be a number of people now who are at a crossroads you know they're facing transition yeah how you've uh, identified that and you know the fact that you have got quite an, an an analytical approach sometimes you know some of the other techniques and, and things that people again recognizing what works for you and now you've been able to show us how that works through your lens and I'm sure that's going to be helpful for others Ari how can people find out more about your work what's the best way for them to connect with you well, definitely find me on LinkedIn at Ari Bly, A-R-E-E-B-L-Y. I am very active out there um, and I love to connect with people and have the conversation, hear your stories. I have a website called alignmentally.com where there are some blogs and um, there's a course that you could sign up for. It's just a five-day emails to start getting you thinking about your truths and how do you 
show up to other people so that you can start collecting those facts. Brilliant. And it's all about starting, isn't it? Being yes. curious, open yourself up to incredible ahas and insights. So I remember, I mean, I know a number of people start talking about self-awareness now, but I remember back in the career industry, one of the greatest gifts I gave myself through some of the certifications that I did was gaining awareness of what made me tick and it beautifully lines yeah. everything that you said. And it starts with that first step of even giving yourself the opportunity to go exploring. Right. And, um, I'm sure you will find the person that you find and insights about yourself that you find out uh, will be fascinating. Other people recognize that about us individually. Don't true. We just need to be able to recognize that for ourselves. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having me. This was a fun evening. This podcast is brought to you by theinfluencealliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com slash podcast series. That's theinfluencealliance.com slash podcast series. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.